Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about the best way to eat. Eating is a very complex issue, but it's actually pretty simple when you look at it. I've, in some past shows, advocating advocated the vegan diet. I've advocated a mostly meat diet. <laughs> I've advocated so many different diets. And, uh, I've, I've been anti-carbohydrate. I've been anti-fruit. And the bottom line is, is it's not so much what you eat as it is when you eat. And what you eat when you eat is also important, though. So your body needs at least 14 hours of, of fasting to remain healthy. And this just goes back to our old, long, long ancestors of hunter-gatherer societies who would hunt and kind of go around all day long and eat at in the, the nighttime um, and then go to sleep and then kind of wake up and do it all over again. And they're basically eating about once a day. And there's just no excess kind of weight put on when you do that. You're, you're, you're letting your body use all that food and completely suck dry all the nutrients from it, and then you're giving it more nutrients. So it's very important that when you do finally eat, you eat something that has high nutrients. And if you want afterwards to delve into something sweet or something with a lot of carbs, that's fine. Okay, that's okay. Because you're only going to eat so much in one or two sittings. So this idea is, of course, you've probably heard about it. It's called intermittent fasting. And it's just a way of making sure that you only... eat within a certain window of time. And then after that window is over, you wait at least 14 hours, Um, even longer. But at least 14 is is a good rule of thumb. 12 is fine too, but 14 is better. And sometimes because of social norms, you might be in a position where you're going to have to go out to dinner with somebody and the 14 hours hasn't passed yet. That's fine. You can make exceptions, but then be sure to get right back on trap. So after you have that meal, wait another 14 hours. Or after you start eating in that four-hour period, once that period is over, go back to your schedule of 14 hours. So it's not like you're eating the same time every day, although it will kind of work out that way usually. Um, You are always kind of just, You know, you might, like I said, if you violate this 14-hour rule, you can easily get right back on track by just waiting 14 hours after you eat again. So, and let's just say you want to eat more than, you. let's just say you you, uh, start eating again and then you, you eat again like five hours later. Okay, so you you kind of break the window, and you're you're like you do a six hour window. That's fine, just as long as you wait another fourteen hours after you eat again, 
you will give your body a chance to catch up. The problem people are having is that they're storing food in their body and then they're getting hungry again and then storing more food, then getting hungry again, then storing more food, and that gets you fat. It really doesn't matter what you eat. Even if you eat the most nutritious, lean, just pure meat and vegetables, you're, if you eat too much of it, you're still going to get overweight and you're going to become unhealthy and you're going to age much faster. Nothing ages you faster than gaining weight that you, that you just put on because you eat, you eat excessively. And as you get older and your metabolism doesn't run as quickly, it just becomes easier and easier to put the weight on. And people just kind of take that for granted and they're just fine with being fat. Um, it's, it's important to, to not allow that to happen to yourself. If you, if you really want to live a blissful life that can long, can last for a very long, long time, you want to make sure that you're not, you're not over feeding yourself. And, and I found that the only way to do that is to give yourself a good 14 hours of empty, of empty stomach. Now you should be drinking a lot of water in those 14 hours and you should be, um, but you should be fine. Your body will will love you for it, and you'll see the results. Like in the, in within a week, you'll see that you're you're on track. Um, most of the weight that you're carrying right now is what you've eaten today. Um, and and if you eat if you eat without waiting, without having this period of waiting. You, you retain a lot of water, and that retention, that water retention, tends to just become kind of a permanent fixture of your body. And people look at you and they give you as a fat person, but really you're just a person who's in the process of digesting just the excess of food that you've been taking in. So just try this, and don't think about too much about what you're eating, though. I, you, you really should start off your the beginning of your eating was something very healthy, something very nutritious, like a salad with some protein on top of it or something like that. And then go on to the more junky stuff, the stuff that's not as healthy for you. The, the, your body will burn it all off in the 14 hours that you wait. So it's kind of okay to eat whatever within this four-hour window. But I don't recommend eating sugar because sugar – is is a is a nutrient stealing uh, it's a nutrient stealing substance so it's kind of whenever somebody eats like a nice big dessert right after their meal they're basically robbing themselves of the very nutrients that they've taken in and after a number even even if you do this plan if you're finding yourself eating like cookies and cakes in the 4 hour window you're going to waste away. Uh, you're going to, okay, you might not gain weight, but you're going to start looking unhealthy. Your bones are going to become brittle. Your skin is going to start to look ashy. Another thing I don't really recommend is drinking alcohol, although it's acceptable. 
as long as, you, again, that's another thing you can burn off. I just happen to find it just, it makes you not as good looking in, in the moment. Even the moment you're drinking alcohol, you're like an uglier person. And I'm not sure exactly what process is occurring there, but I think it has something to do with just the overload of sugar that it puts in the blood. And then that creates a water retention factor. And even subtly, it, it changes your looks. You just have more of a meat face when you're um, drinking. And you'll notice it in pictures if somebody takes a picture after we've had a few beers or a few shots of some hard liquor. You're just There's something not looking that great about you. It's that. It's just that you're retaining a little bit too much water, which your body just needs to do to process this turpentine that you've basically put down your throat. And believe me, I know there's a lot of social pressure to drink. People want you to have a drink with them. And if they insist, you know, go ahead, you know, one or two drinks in your couple a week or whatever is not going to do really much to you. But I, I prefer sticking to the guns and trying to convert people because it's like, they're going to have happier lives if they don't drink. They're going to have a healthier body if they don't drink at all. I'm saying just don't don't drink, man. Drink water. Drink something that your body is doesn't have to deal with. Um, and they're like, oh well, um, you know, one one drink a day is you know it's good for antioxidants. And it's just like, yeah, you know, if you're doing the tw- the 14 day fast. I mean, the 14-hour um, fast, 14 days, is, that's, a, that's a tough one. We'll talk about that one. That's something you can't but I know somebody that's tried that. Um, but 14-hour fast, it takes care of all the antioxidants. It, it digests them and gets rid of them. Toxins in your body are, once it, your, your, body, your body's finished digesting all the nutrients, the, those last two hours, it's all it is is cleaning out toxins. So from like 12 hour to 14 hour, you're just cleaning toxins. It's just the excess antioxidants that you take in with food. And without giving yourself a sufficient time to kind of, of, of just a hungry belly, like you, when, you, when you feel a hunger in your belly after a few hours, that's like an it's like an oven cleaning going on. It's like your body is is scouring now the rest of your body for nutrients and or toxins to digest and get rid of. Another thing that's really important is just to get REM sleep, to get sleep that includes dreams. I've talked about this uh, in the previous, the directly previous lecture is that if you're not getting REM dream sleep, you are going to be bloated and you are going to be unhealthy. Um, your mind is not going to be sharp as you want it to be, as sharp as it could be, and you're going to be less able to cope with the world. You're going to have a lot of foggy thinking, a lot of foggy mind, and it's just you're going to be a less compelling person to anyone that you're dealing with. And you want to make a really good, you want to, you'll be less present too and you'll just be less noticeable. You'll be less of a force of nature and uh, less memorable, really. You're kind of a shadow of yourself 
And so that's it's very important to get good REM sleep. And as I mentioned, the, the things that interfere with REM sleep are alcohol, are caffeine, are marijuana, cocaine, heroin. I mean, all the drugs that you can take, all the, the mind alterants, and food. Food is another one. I mean, if you're eating too much of it, you're, it, it, it will fuck up your REM sleep as well. Yes, sugar, sugar does it. Um, anything that kind of creates a distress mode in your body doesn't allow the body to really rest, then the REM stage is never reached during sleep, and there's a grogginess. If you'll notice that people who are old are actually, they look like they're tired, and it's because they they get less and less REM sleep. You and we, I think you probably noticed as a kid, you, you had much more vivid dreams. And that's because your body was like a healthier body, and healthier bodies naturally just have an, a better REM sleep cycle. So when you go to bed, like they tell you, don't go to bed on a full stomach. And that's true. If you really want to have a good dream, um, the best thing to do is to go to sleep with sort of an empty stomach, to go to bed hungry. Uh, you will have much more vivid dreams because your body will just be able to rest. It's not going to sit there trying to digest food it, that 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 wakes it up that makes it not as resting it's not in the resting state anymore it's in a state of of processing so that's why it's it's they you often hear that advice to, to kind of it's almost impossible to do because i mean there's just such a temptation to 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 eat and then sleep it off i mean there's all these siesta cultures that you know, between lunch and dinner, they have a, a sleep because food is, you know, weighs them down, makes them tired. And that's okay to have something like that, but you should try to, that's why it's good during this 14 hour fast is to put your sleep cycle in between there. I mean, most people, they, that's why they call it break breakfast. It's breaking of the fast that occurs from the t- before, after you uh, have dinner, you go to sleep, and you wake up and you break the fast that you've been on. So the sleep cycle in between also makes that 14 hours a lot easier to to endure. But sometimes you really can't. Sometimes it's, you know, you, you want to eat in the morning. That's fine. Eat in the morning. Eat like 8 in the morning. And then when do you eat again? You're going to eat again at 10 p.m. And... Uh, you might end up like eating up until you, the time you go to sleep. There's really, it's, it, that's okay too. I mean, it's just that if you really want the REM sleep, I'd recommend not going to sleep, not sleeping. I mean, not going to bed with a full stomach. So what happens then? You eat at 8 a.m. and you want to eat again at 10 p.m., but that's, near the time you're about to go to sleep. It's 14 hours later. So my advice is just to like tack on a few more hours, sleep first, then go eat again. So yes, you might even end up going 20 hours with no food, but that's, there's, there's really no, it's not unhealthy at all. In fact, it's very, very healthy. The longer you go past 14 hours, the healthier it is. Now you can go like, you want to go nuts about it. Just like you can, your your period of eating, if it's, you know, let's just say you 
you're on some uh, special day where you're going to be eating like a lot in the be- uh, you're going to be eating a lot in the first part of it, and then like later in the part you're eating more, and you're going like eight nine hours of eating, just like nonstop or just like every few hours. That's fine. You know, you can then just go into your 14-hour fast and reset. But ideally, your your eating window should be kind of two meals that happen within four to five hours, okay? Five hours is all right. As long as you leave yourself 14 hours after that, you will kind of um, be chasing yourself, but it's a great feeling. And you will be, it'll be so easy to maintain the right weight, the right attitude, the right level-headedness. And it's just like takes so much out of the thinking about food. Now, when you're truly, truly hungry, and you will be after 14 hours, you will just naturally want to reach for something that is nutritious instead of something that's junky. Junky cravings are the body's... um, they're just sort of like this body's reflex action to having to digest food. It, it becomes like while it's digesting food, it kind of gets hungry for more food. And it's usually junk food. That's why people, oh, there's always room for dessert. Uh, the body is, gets, it gets this weird kind of false hunger pang for something not healthy. And that is the, uh, that is just something that most people fall prey to. And that's why they're overeating. Uh, it's not. It's not strictly. You. You can basically fix your metabolism just by adhering to this. This eating within a four-hour, four-hour window, four to five-hour window, and then waiting fourteen hours before you eat again. Now, I think ultimately we need to all probably get off animal products. I mean, it's cruel. It's. It's generally not healthy but I don't think it's I mean I think for the earth we need to do it I don't necessarily think for health it's much of a difference in fact it's very easy to fall into eating non-nutritious foods when you do a vegan diet because it's like when you 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 have to eat so much of it um, to get the same nutrients that you would get from meat and you have to eat the right kinds and you have to be kind of wise about what you're eating but it's not not terrible. And at this time in, in society, there's a lot of places where serve vegan type food and it's pretty good. And There's a lot of good recipes. And there's a lot of good combinations of food that you can put together if you're really wise about it. So I'm not going to knock it. I just think that um, it's the, the main concern is to give yourself that 14-hour window. You could basically deal with any kind of food if you're doing that. And your your body renews itself. I mean, you become like the original hunter-gatherer that is inside of you. So try that and, um, you know, you can see how much it, how it does for you. You're, you know, it's kind of tough. You know, there, the first couple days that I tried the diet, like it was, I felt like the day was like endless. But as I kept doing it and realizing what benefits it gave me, I just said, well, I can't stop doing this. This is just so great. It's such an easy fix from that bloated feeling that I always was feeling. I was just like, man, I was never full, and yet I was over full, and I was like 
retaining tons of water without doing this diet. And now I'm like slim. I have very little body fat and I'm in my ideal weight. And it's just, and I'm eating basically whatever I want, just restricted within a certain amount of time. This just allows you to then explore into the more esoteric realms. And if you want to um, indulge in some coffee or some alcohol or some marijuana or whatever drugs you want to get into, just make sure you're giving yourself like three days of sobriety from those things, at least. More is better, but three days at the minimum, three nights, three nights of sleep, three sleep sessions, okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be three nights. It just has to be three like six-hour periods of sleep, if you can get those in within a shorter time than three days, then fine. But you need to give yourself that. with And, and they, those have to occur with a mind that is free of all that. So you need to quit the coffee, quit the alcohol, or quit whatever drug you're taking for a period of 48 to 72 hours. And make sure you're getting some good sleep in between there. And you're sleeping with a sober mind. This will also wring a lot of toxins out of your body. REM sleep has a tremendously, um, tremendous cleansing property. And I talked about getting into your lucid dreaming in the last episode, so check that out because that's an important thing. If you want to live a very rich dream life, you want to get into the REM state and you want to learn how to... to uh, Vivid dream, virtual. I was saying. <laughs> I'm, now I'm forgetting. Oh, lucid dream. I'm like vivid dream, lucid dream. And so it's that I'm. I'm actually at like hour sixteen now, so I'm a little lightheaded. But I think that it's because there's a. I'm going to like a dinner party. Somebody's having a birthday, right? And uh, let's see. The last time I ate was maybe last night around 1 a.m. And so I guess technically speaking, 14 hours from then would be like 3 p.m. today. If I wasn't going to a party where there's going to be food, there's going to be people eating, I would I would eat around 3. But instead, I'm just pushing it till 7. And then eating whatever I want for the next few hours, you know, at this party. Hopefully, you know, it has some nutritious things like those first, and then I'll go on to things that are maybe not so nutritious. There's going to be alcohol there. There's going to be a lot of people um, drinking, and um, it's going to be an issue if I don't have a drink in my hand. Um, So I'm going to have to, like, either, like, pretend to be drinking a drink, even though I'm not, or just say I don't drink. I don't, I'm not, I've decided because it's like I don't like being that guy who's not drinking just because people feel a certain kind of way about it. But at the same time, I, I don't want to preach to everybody and just be like, well, this is why I don't drink. But it's true, man. Like, you don't understand how much better looking you are to the opposite sex if you haven't had one drink in you. You're just like 10% hotter. And each time you have a drink, just think about it yourself getting 10% uglier. <laughs> Especially if it's hard liquor. The harder the liquor, the uglier you're getting. In that moment, in that moment, it's sad but true. Take a picture of yourself. See the difference. See the before and after. 
So, so this, so the main points of this lecture, and this is some fallen wisdom that really dates to when we were, we didn't have any farms or neighborhoods or anything. We just had a bunch of people wandering around looking for food. And those were actually the most imbalanced humans, and they lived thousands of years. You don't believe me? Okay. <laughs> it's true, man. Believe me. You can live to be very old and very young. You don't have to get any kind of aging occur. The aging is a function of the way we live and the way we live is encouraging people to die because of overpopulation. And and the planet just can't sustain this many humans, so it's a damn good thing that a lot of people don't understand this. But you do. It's going to affect your life in so many better ways, too. You're going to have such a much level head. You're going to be much more intelligent. You're going to make better decisions, less scatterbrained. So try it out. Try it out. Try it out. I know it's um, kind of outlandish, but it's all the fad now, this intermittent fasting. It's just that I think some what, what happens is that some people, they try it for a little while and they just find that it's like, it's, it's a pain in the ass. And, you're, and you know what? They violate it. And then after they violate it, they're like, fuck it. And they just kind of go back to normal eating. And... The way my technique, you can you can easily get back on track. Just give yourself another 14 hours of fasting, and you're back on track. Even if you've gone a couple of days without being on the diet, even if you've fallen off the diet for a week, and you see how fat you've become, <laughs> it's very easy to get back on it. Just give yourself another 14 hours, and then just get back on it. Like try to be more disciplined about it. You can do it, and you'll have a much better life, and you'll get much hotter women if you're a guy, or men if you're a gay guy. <laughs> I always have to do this. I was just like, oh, yeah. And if you're a woman, this is a great way to stay young, great way. Almost better than sex, though. Nothing's better than raw sex for keeping a woman hot. Remember that when you have your wife. Um, you sh oh, yeah, and that's another thing is, when does your life, wife you know, usually like to have sex? Is it, if it's in a time when you're going to be in your eating phase, then you might want to push your eating phase after that time. Um, you should be having sex with, you know, in your fasting state and after, like well after your meal. You won't want to, you just won't be in the same sexual state uh, if you're, if you're kind of over full with food. So it's important to, you know, sex is extremely important for couples because it keeps the woman hot and it keeps the man also his testosterone levels like way up and that's where you just are the most healthy. So um, masturbation unfortunately doesn't, um, do that for you as a man or a woman. So I don't recommend it unless you're alone and you really there's no other one, no one else around. Although you can always find somebody, can't you? Unless you're on some desert desert island. But this is a little bit of a tangent there, but I think that it's all kind of interrelated, and I'm going to tie them more together 
in coming shows. Also, I will be talking about how to time travel in your lucid dream. But first, we have to get there. So remember, REM sleep requires a three-day period of sobriety, and it, it helps to be have your stomach empty before you try to enter into it. Some good sleep aids if you are having trouble falling asleep are melatonin, valerian, uh, tryptophan, and there's a kind of herbal, very old herbal concoction that's on the market called Comforts or Comforte. And it's a, um, it's a some some herbs that make you tired. I take them all. <laughs> I mean, when I want to go to sleep, I just throw them all in. Some valerian, some melatonin, some tryptophan, some comfort. I fucking go to sleep. Now, those things, I'm noticing that they're interfering with my REM sleep too. Yes, because they're just they're mind-altering. So I'm going to be trying to get off those things. But they are, they are helpful for just kind of putting you in the, in the dream state um, to some extent. But I think they ultimately interfere with it because they, they don't – it's not like they, they artificially make you even more drowsy than you probably are. You should be able to fall asleep if you're relaxed enough and if you're chill enough and if you're doing the, the mental work of keeping yourself present and staying um, positive, you should be able to fall asleep okay without any AIDS. But, um, so I guess I've just identified a problem that I'm going to have to deal with is how much I, I try to put myself down just because I want to sleep because um, I know the cleansing power of sleep. But I'm not getting the REM sleep or I'm not getting the dreams that I'm looking for. So there you go. So yeah, anything that's um, interfering, these mind alterants, they interfere. They interfere with, uh, you need sobriety, you need clean body, clean mind, and then you will enter into the dream state, which you can easily take control of by having certain practices in place that you do in waking life that you will automatically do when you're in the dream state. That was talked about in the last show, but just reminding you. And that's it. I think I covered it. All I'm going to talk about at this point, but I'll be back very soon for more. Thank you for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.